Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Burr, it's cold in here. I'm nice and toasty right now, being under the heater with a blanket, but it's freezing in my room. It's it's warm in my room, surprisingly, but then in mm. the morning when I come out here, it's an ice box where my heart used to be. I said an ice box where my heart used to be. I'm so cold. 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 Hey guys, my name is B2K. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Shane. You should have said, and I'm Omarion. <laughs> and you're listening to? Actually, I couldn't say that because white people already take too much black identity. So it's true. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you Omarion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're, you're listening, listening to? Bruce guys know the election did end we're gonna get into it but for now we just gonna catch up i just got off a flight from seattle Seattle. i did a seattle turn and did you visit seattle grace i did Mm. no i'm just kidding and the mood was so somber but like every crew member that i worked with was like so happy Mm -hmm. (laughs) all we talked about were politics the whole time Mm -hmm. yeah wild that is it's just been like such a relief like i woke up this morning and I could tell that it was early because I was like so tired, but I knew Russell was awake next to me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like, CNN just called it. Biden won. And I was like, are you kidding with me? Because <laughs> I was like, don't try and get my hopes yeah. up just because I'm asleep. He's like, no, I'm being serious. Yeah. And then I like nuzzled into him and I like slept a little bit longer. And then I was like, I'm ready to get up. Like I was excited to get up. Yeah. And it was a really good day. That's good. Yeah. I don't feel like my day really changed. Well, I mean, we'll get into it. But Mm. just recently, I went to Iowa to go visit my brother last weekend. And it was interesting being in Iowa because here in California, I feel like at least my friend group, but I would say overall, California is super progressive and super liberal Mm. and very left. We're like always wearing masks and we take this COVID shit pretty seriously for the most part. Mm -hmm. So it's weird that like I go to a place where people don't give a shit. Being in Iowa, like we went out to go eat and it was as if, there was no pandemic going on. Even the workers had no masks on or anything. And then it was like split down the middle. I, there were so many Biden, or not Biden, um, Trump and Pence sides and supporters. There were quite a few Biden Harris. Yeah. But there were like overwhelmingly noticeably Trump and Pence. I don't think mm-hmm. it was any more than here probably in California. But I think people in California just don't do it as often because people yeah. are outnumbered when they support yeah. Trump. And then their shit will get fucked up if they <laughs> like do it. But... It was actually kind of refreshing to see that, though, because it was like kind of an America that I enjoy being a part of is where people have a difference in views, but still respect each other. So it was like, Mm. it was cool. But I met my new nephew. Yeah, your Nancy. Zane Allen Weaver. She's beautiful. (laughs) Wait, but it's a boy. It's a boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a boy. Right. But it's, yeah, it's like me and We'll see what it identifies as. Exactly. I don't want to put any pressure, okay? And it was funny because I was like, oh, girl, you crazy. Stop crying. (laughs) And I was like, wait, am I offending you guys if I say that? (laughs) They're like, we don't care. I was like, okay, because I didn't care that you cared, to be honest. (laughs) I I just like try to imagine you with a baby and I can't see it. I'm really good with kids. Uh, He was sleeping or he was sleeping. Well, he was trying to sleep and he was really fussy. And I coddled him to bed. Mm. I got him to sleep. You just like 
you put like chlorophyll over his mouth yeah i like until he knocked i it. suffocated him and then when he stopped twitching i was like oh okay and then i took it off and i was like oh he's asleep did it did it give you the dad gene no did it inject you with like the need for a baby hell fucking no <laughs> i was just literally talking to this with my dad because he was asking about how the trip was uh-huh. and he's like how how was meeting your nephew like blah, blah blah and i was like and i know alan my brother listens to this don't take offense to this but like legit i still don't give a shit yeah not because i like don't care about the child but like kids and me i I literally don't care like if they had a kid cool if they didn't cool yeah it does not affect me i'm happy they had a kid but everyone was like oh you're gonna love it once you see them it changes your whole outlook like your perspective and i saw him i was like okay where are we gonna go eat like i literally could care less but again i'm happy for them because they seem really happy and that kid's gonna have two really 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 good parents because already they're like fun with him yeah yeah i mean what else is there to do in iowa true but it was <laughs> no, really I'm nice yeah. it was honestly really nice to be out in iowa like yeah. the pace of life was a little bit slower but like it's been slow here so it's kind of yeah. reminiscent of what we have here but like life is easier because things are so cheap so it's almost like you can take it slow because mm-hmm. there's not really worry about like trying to make How your was life the weather? happen chilly yeah yeah not like cold though no it was cold oh. uh the first day i was there was like 40 and then the second day Oof. was like 30 i think yeah, that's pretty cool. It was good. Yeah. It got chilly here today, and I ate it up. I know it rained, and, and it hasn't rained it. in a long time, so that yeah. was nice. It was weird, though, because, like, looking out the front windows, it was gray and raining at one point, mm-hmm. and then the side windows off to the right of the house was sunny and blue sky. Yeah. It was so weird. Like, I just wanted all gray, but I'll take anything <laughs> I can get at this point. It was like the rain had to come down and wash away the bullshit of the past four years. Honestly, Leave us with some clean Jesus, space. Jesus said, let's <laughs> cleanse this palette. Let's cleanse this earth. Yeah, yeah. for real though. <laughs> um, I don't know what it's like to have a kid, but Abby was out here visiting mm-hmm. for four days and having somebody to like watch over. I mean, she's a full grown adult. I don't have to watch over her, but like just playing host and making sure that like somebody's enjoying themselves yes. and she's not needy by any means, but somebody's still in your space and you take responsibility over that or you should at least it's tiring <laughs> playing host. I think is always extremely tiring. Yeah. Especially when people come to California, you do a lot of stuff that pe- you don't fucking do mm-hmm. like go to the Hollywood sign or run yeah. or like, I don't know, Disneyland. Uh-huh. But then like, obviously you didn't go to half those things, but <laughs> I did. Well, the thing is, is that it's like, you don't normally do this shit, you know, you would never go, oh, let's go to Hollywood Boulevard. Uh But then people who don't come here are like, let's go to Hollywood Boulevard. You're like, luckily she had been here before, but it's been like over 10 years since she's been here. So there was like, not this pressing need where like we had to get through a thousand things, but like she did want to take a day trip down to San Diego. And I was like, you know what? I haven't done that in a long time. And I've talked about it through this uh, lockdown period. So it was really nice to just like do that. Luckily with her, she's so simple. Like, she did want to go to Runyon her last day here. And we walked up and she's like, I literally just want a photo with LA in it. And then we can leave. And I was like, oh, thank (laughs) God. God, So we were there for for like 30 minutes and left. For real though. Um, (laughs) And we went like right at sunset. So it was like really nice. Having somebody here makes me think like, oh my God, I can't imagine what it is to have a kid. Oh, I know. Where like if she has to go to the bathroom, she can get up and go to the bathroom herself. I don't have to take care of her. And that stresses me out. Well, that was the thing. Like, when I was there that weekend, literally, that was the whole schedule. Yeah. Because he's a newborn baby. So, it was like, let's let him sleep for an hour and then wake up, feed him, burp him, and then play maybe 30, 30 minutes and then go back to bed. And you, yeah. like, are on this schedule. And obviously, they can't just, like, 
let him be uh-huh. so we're all on that schedule and i was mm-hmm. like yeah no this isn't this isn't fun granted it is a newborn so like yeah. i'm sure it'll change once they get older but i'm like i don't think i'm gonna have fun with him until he's like 12 mm. where i can until like call can him a little bitch and, and like put him it's in funny yeah and yeah. like make him feel really uncomfortable <laughs> but like kids don't know what's going on no. you get in the little baby's face and he's like looking past you you're yeah. like hello i'm over here little bitch <laughs> like focus and he can't so yeah He's I cute, can make though. her look at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I demand attention. No, it's, it's really good to like be with family, especially right now. I feel like, like having her out here reminds me, I'm just going to say like when I'm in, in your space, I feel like you remind me of qualities and attributes that I have over the years tried to not get rid of, but like morph into different types of like personality traits. Wait, what do you mean? Like, Okay, the way that I tell stories, for instance, like uh-huh. you hate the the longevity of my stories. Yeah. So do the listeners. When I was talking, <laughs> no, they eat it up. Just kidding. They love it. <laughs> when I was talking to Abby, I was like, "This is where I get it from." It's th- this is like oh, everybody 100%. at home. And then yes. I was talking to one of my best friends is pregnant right now from Chicago, uh-huh. and I was talking to her, and like my whole way to the gym, all we talked about was her path to giving to getting COVID while pregnant yeah but like the whole 30 minutes of my commute was just spent talking about how it happened yeah and i was like this where i mean this is literally where i get it yeah i only spent a day with abby but when she would tell a story i'm like listening and i don't care like i didn't have anything to do but in my head i was like okay what what where are we going with this story (laughs) like get to the point abby get to the point no we don't so if you're listening abby don't take that personal it's just a chicago thing apparently it's a midwest thing midwest thing yeah Yeah. midwest people have all the time all the time in the world because living's easy out there i guess Okay, so uh, like you were saying before, the election happened this week, and it's funny, when you and I had talked about recording this episode, we talked about waiting until the results for the election came in, and I listened to a few other podcasts of the week, and the second they started the podcast with, we're not going to talk about the election yet because it's not over, I was like, well, I'm not listening then. Like, I didn't want to hear anything else. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, luckily with us, like, we we sort of, like, just made that mark of being able to wait. Um, because the elections came in today, which is Saturday. And just for the sake of this election, I'm timestamping this episode. But it has been the longest fucking week, as I'm sure it is for everybody. I know. You were, you, were, you were losing it for a second there. Well, election night, I was very disheartened because I had not yet learned of the Red Mirage. And the I mean, I knew about the Blue Wave, but the the Red Mirage really threw me off. Uh-huh. You want to explain that just for yeah, listeners, so the, red the Mirage, ones who might not know? Yeah, so the Red Mirage, Mirage being like you seeing something that's not really there. And the reason they called it the Red Mirage in this election is because Trump basically told all of his supporters, do not use mail-in ballots. So when they all showed up in person on election day to vote, all the numbers spiked in his favor because all... Democrats typically would be the ones to send in mail-in ballots, but especially in this election, we're like, I'm not going to get COVID. I'm not going to stand in line and risk not being able to vote. So I'm mailing in my shit, which meant that all of the blue votes weren't being counted until later. Yeah. So the red mirage being it looking like Trump is like way, yeah, yeah, way further ahead, but he wasn't really. 
Which is funny because Trump actually hurt his own campaign with that. Totally. Saying, don't mail in your ballot because then people who couldn't make it to the polls didn't mail in the ballot mm-hmm. in fear of that. But then on top of that, I mean, these are all very general statements. Yeah. I don't know how much it affected it. But also on top of that, the New York Times was saying that a lot of older people mm. obviously rely on mail-in ballots because they can't wait in lines and mm-hmm. stuff like that and a lot of them didn't because they were like oh my it's fraud like my yeah. ballot won't get there so it actually hurt his campaign yeah but that's what happens when you're an idiot okay <laughs> <laughs> so that first night i was like kind of going through it and i just like wanted to go to sleep and then we woke up wednesday mm-hmm. and then we woke up thursday and then we woke up yesterday and it was each day I was like, okay, we have to be getting close. And, yeah. and every news station was like, hopefully we can call it later today. <laughs> but it was also hard because for the past four years, I've been on the East Coast. And so I kept waking up not realizing it's like already afternoon on the East Coast. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so far behind. Or I felt so far behind. Yeah. So I'd like spend my morning catching up on like what happened through the night. Here was my strategy. I knew shit was not going to change. Honestly, I knew that it was going to be so back and forth and I was just like, okay, I won't I won't look at shit until it actually is announced. Obviously, on election night we had a few people over, and when yeah. I say few, two, <laughs> Jen yeah. and Albert. It, well, and Russell came over, but I knew that nothing was going to happen that night. I, I feel like it was a good picture as as far as the trend of yeah. what potentially could happen. And I was, you know, listening to the predictions, but then after that I was like, I'm I'm tuning out until I hear because I knew that if I sat there and like watched pins and needles of like oh my god what's happening what's happening mm-hmm. you get all like worked up and stressed out and i was like i just have optimism that america's not stupid yeah and like i think we realized we made decisions that didn't work out and the f- past four years definitely have been one of those like eye-opening times but i'm like i think people now understand which direction to go well here's what i'll say like the reason that i was so enthralled on election day is because that's the first pouring in of numbers so you do see this flux this influx of like counting and so that's kind of like exciting to watch disheartening in this past election but the following three days it was it just felt like so dragged out because you're like there's 90 percent of the vote in and we can't call it yet which i will say gave sort of this like silver lining back to voters where it's like literally every vote mattered. I agree with that. Um, and I feel like we've talked so much about how many people are like, it's, I, I live in a blue state or I live in a right. red state. There's no point in me voting. And it's like this one literally came down to every county, every voter. And I think that was kind of nice to feel the, um, the impact that mm-hmm. people can make mm-hmm. still. And I will say the other like really disheartening thing was... In watching over the three days, even when numbers were pretty like stagnant for a while when they had kind of plateaued, what I think was the hardest to watch for me personally as an empath and somebody who really takes on emotion, it was hard to know that Trump had as many votes as he did, right? Like not even in comparison to Joe Biden, which that is a whole other thing, but like just in general, how many tens of millions of people voted for him after the past four years Mm -hmm. of like... The complete opposite of what we felt today, right? Where like Joe Biden won, and I'm assuming you didn't see his speech. I don't know if you I can didn't watch it. No, because I was I was flying. Yeah. So his speech, not once did he mention Trump. Mm-hmm. And in every speech Trump made this past week, he talked about and tore down and made fun of Joe Biden any way that he could, and Democrats and you know the corrupt voters and uh, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, not once did Joe Biden feel the need to or have to rely on tearing anybody down. Mm-hmm. It was all uplifting. It was all for all Americans, whether people want to believe in that or not. But I'm like, there's something to be said for someone who just has the compassion and the empathy 
to be a fucking human being leading other people right and being gracious for being someone that people have now trusted in right you know and it was such a this like weight being lifted off of america's shoulders and right. it felt like so great to be online today and be like yes people are making fun of trump voters but not in like a tear not in like a i, I in I a did. violent way no no and the reason that i say this is russell and i were sitting here and he was on twitter uh-huh and he showed me a photo of this girl, a white girl, and she had like a MAGA hat on and she was holding a, a, an assault rifle. And the caption was like, all right, Trumpers, now that we've lost and Biden is like, you know, on the forefront and this and that, she's like, we just have to start killing them off. And she's like starting with the LGBTQ community. And I'm like, not once did I see anything and I'm sure it existed somewhere. Yeah. But like that is what I associate with Trump voters. Right. Because that seems to be more overwhelming in the sense of like today I saw more celebration of like love and equality and um, celebration on the left. And well, that's generalizing, but that's just. But I mean, the same thing was happening on the right when they won. So it's the only difference is that you agree with what they're celebrating. Do you get what I'm saying? Like mm. Trump voters celebrating. They're not violent. I think that like. You don't think so? No. When I not- think of like Charlottesville. No, 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 not in protests, but I mean, like when Trump was winning, they were just as excited, but in the 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 way that they felt Trump supported what they believed. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think people from the left were being just as violent, being like, they can go choke, they can die, fuck Trump supporters, da 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 da, and like getting beat up realistically, like, and I, I'm Who not was getting beat up. Trump supporters, like I'm not saying like people one or one's not at fault or one's better than the other, but I I think that what you're saying is kind of misleading because I think both sides did that. I don't think so. But you're you're just saying one is better than the other because you side with one over the other. But I think like I've seen people making fun of Trump supporters, which I personally find it funny as well. But it has yeah. gotten violent where they're like, "Get the fuck out of our country," using the same rhetoric right mm-hmm. being like oh if you don't like our president get the fuck out of our country and they're saying the same yeah. shit now being like remember when you said da 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 but yeah, i think but partly a difference in get get out of our country and let's start killing them off one by one starting with the gays like well, there's a big difference well i think there. i think it's the same thing as like people saying oh yeah let them get covid so they can die off because you know like a lot of trump supporters don't wear masks, don't wear masks. and people are saying yeah, let them not wear masks so that this like natural selection and blah 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 so i think the same is going back and forth. I don't think one's taking any more of a high ground than the other. I just think that the one that you side with seems more inclusive, which seems more of the tone that you like rather than it being just white Americans with mm-hmm. money. You know what I mean? And obviously the the winner that won today and is going to be the future president represents more people. Mm-hmm. Not only from the popular vote, the electoral college, but also like as far as a diverse group of what america truly means Mm -hmm. and i think that's what's more inspiring and i would agree with that but i also think that it would be a little bit naive to say that like only one side's being violent and the other one's not because i think both definitely have been violent in some sense no i was i was generalizing the fact that like in celebrating joe biden's win i feel like well yeah i'm just gonna repeat myself I will say, though, that, like, I'm not surprised that all these people voted for Trump. Um, I think that's what people kept getting upset with when they saw Joe Biden win because they were mm-hmm. like, yeah, Joe Biden's winning, but not as much as I thought we would. Because, right, everyone was like, if you're going to condemn Trump, mo- majority of Americans need to condemn Trump. But I don't think that 
because you vote for Trump, you necessarily stand for everything that he supports. I mm-hmm. think it's easy to assume that, but I also don't think that that's the case because I think in some cases someone could say like, yeah, he's racist or, you know, uh, homophobic or whatever slurs that you say, but then maybe they're like rich. So they're like, why well, vote for him? Because he's going to keep money in my pocket. You know what I mean? And I, again, I don't know any of these people personally, but I would imagine that there's people out there voting for him that aren't those things. But with that said, even still, when Obama was president, everything that Trump supports and all these people, they didn't come out of nowhere. Now mm-hmm. that Trump is here, they've always been there. They just yeah. didn't feel like they could say it. And when Obama was president, people were still getting killed for being black, right? Mm-hmm. When Obama was president, LGBT trans people were still dying because of being themselves. And I think the difference now is that, one, Trump was meant to be president for the past four years to give those people a voice of hatred so that now we can call it out and now we have vocabulary in order to say, no, this isn't right because X, Y, and Z, right? Like the Me Too movement and people being like, wow, actually, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've had similar experiences. I didn't see that as rape. But now that you say it, yeah, that is rape, you know? And now we have that language. And then about racism being like, oh my God, Brian, you sound so eloquent. And I'm like, that sounds racist and they're like no i'm not racist i didn't mean it like that that's a compliment quit being a snowflake quit being sensitive but then now they're like oh i see why that's racially driven and now because of trump we've had had those opportunities to have that discussion and now moving forward i think it's great that two things one joe biden has the most votes ever for any president because mm-hmm. that's how many people in america decided i need to do something mm-hmm. granted trump has the second most votes yeah. so i think regardless like you you got to open up both sides right but then the thing is is that That's how many people felt compelled to be a part of the conversation, whether it is something that we agree with or disagree with. At least people are willing to have a voice in this rather than being like, well, I don't like either candidate, so I don't Mm -hmm. give a shit like it was last time. Right. And now people aren't complacent. And because everyone is fighting for something, whether it's good or bad in whoever's eyes. Right. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying it's good or bad, but I'm saying, you know, people like to say what I, I think is right and you're wrong. And I don't agree with that, but I'm just saying at least people are willing to have that conversation. And I hope that it comes from a place of like understanding because I think the past four years hasn't been a place of understanding. And I think that's the optimism that like America has again. Mm -hmm. And especially what you just said about Joe Biden is that there's that optimism of like, yeah, I might have disagreed, but I don't need to put him down. And the people that maybe support Trump, I know I'm going to have to win over their ideology Mm. and you might not like me as a president but i'm willing to work for you because that's why i got elected is to work for you as a part of my family you know Mm -hmm. and to me that's like a bigger testament as a leader as well as what america needs to see and realize is that just because the election the results came out this is just step one of what Mm -hmm. needs to go forward because i feel like people think oh if Joe Biden wins, it's all over. But I'm like, no, that literally is the start, yeah. right? It's literally the start. If we, t- <laughs> This is going to be stupid again. But if you think about the Hunger Games, right? When Katniss <laughs> finally took down the Capitol, uh-huh. that wasn't the end of the movie. That's literally the start of the new era. right? And so it's the same thing. We took down the Capitol. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And now that's the new, you know what I mean? That's the yeah. next step. And to me, even if Trump won again, I would not have been sad because to me, I'm like, yes, we need to know where everyone stands. So we know we need to know where everyone is going moving forward. And because racism and rape and all that stuff was like almost taboo. Now we know how to talk about it. Like I said earlier, and now it's so far in our pop culture vernacular that I'm like, yeah, I'm glad that these conversations are fucking finally happening. Right. Because the America that 
quote unquote, is Trump's America has always been America in my experience. Mm -hmm. And so now that people see it who haven't like you, who have been white, right? Who Mm -hmm. like maybe don't pick up on racial cues. Now that you do, now it actually feels like America. You know what I mean? And that to me is inspiring. And I don't mean you because I know that you're more well-versed and like you're very diverse, but I just mean people who maybe have done things that aren't open-minded but in their head they're like i oh, know i'm open-minded and then you have mm-hmm. that conversation like no you're just being crazy but now they're like well actually wait maybe i'm being crazy you know mm-hmm. and i think that that's good yeah there's a photo of aoc circulating on social media and this one photo that i'm looking at i don't know if it's from this date but it's tagged april 20th of 2019 uh-huh. but it's just a photo of aoc and it's a quote of hers and it says he can stay he can go he can be impeached or voted out in 2020 But removing Trump will not remove the infrastructure of an entire party that embraced him, the dark money that funded him, the online radicalization that drummed his army, nor the racism he amplified and reanimated. And I feel like that all is sort of like what you're saying. Exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. In in this being the first step, which. Yes. It was so nice. Like when when Joe was talking tonight, he was talking about how like come Monday, he's already going to announce a team of the world's leading scientists that will help develop a plan that they can implement starting January 20th of 2021 Mm -hmm. to deal with COVID Mm -hmm. where it's like, this is his acceptance speech and he's still taking the time to talk about COVID and how he's already putting together something that he can do in two months from now. The other thing I want to talk about about the speech is Kamala, because not once through this election have I gotten like emotional. Like I was emotional in that I was, emotionally reacting to things but when i say emotional in terms of watching kamala i mean like getting teary-eyed and like so like i want to be president i don't want to be president but like watching her made me think like what if i could do that like Like, anything is yeah and i'm like i'm a white male so like i've had all of our history to see myself in in the office but i saw myself more in her than i've seen in any other person in the president or vice president office for sure and it was so beautiful because during her speech they kept showing all of the black women in the audience at that rally and she and joe biden were were referencing black women especially but the black vote and how much it really propelled them into office right now and all these women were like pointing at themselves shaking their heads like i fucking did that like i did that you're talking about me right now and it was so beautiful to see both online today and people celebrating but in that moment and when Kamala walked on stage, it was one of those moments where like just the opening makes you want to cry because the amount of the roar of like applause and how excited people were for her. She had to like inter- like start her introduction like five or six times or however many times because she just couldn't get people to stop. And I'm like, give them a second. Like they're so excited to see you mm-hmm, up there. Mm-hmm. And they waited so long. Like I know you you have things to say, but like soak this in, you know, yeah. I don't know that she's really been able to soak it in in that way because she does have to kind of hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a beautiful moment to like, it, it was almost like I didn't want her to get off the stage. Right. Like I was excited to hear from Joe, but like I was more excited to hear from her. So I can't imagine what people who have never seen themselves publicly like that in right. a presidential or vice presidential space felt. Well, she, she's the one that I feel so motivated by in mm-hmm. this party. It's, it's kind of ironic, though, because when, you know, in, back in March when we were going through the Democratic candidates, I was like, I don't know if, I, if she's my favorite, but I'm like, I'm yeah. down for something new, right? Like, because she's black, because she's Asian, because mm-hmm. she's a woman, I'm like, 
it's a new perspective. I'm sure it's the similar feeling that people had for Trump. Totally. Where he's like, he's not political. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really, you know, speak politically. Yeah. He's like self-endorsed, like whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, see, that to me, I understand that same logic of like, yeah, let's let's switch up the game. Let's let's do something new. But then now the way she carried herself through the vice presidential debate and now as a, vi- a future ve- vice president and like just being the running mate with Joe Biden and how they've carried themselves throughout this entire process, you know, and it's like they didn't sling mud. Mm-hmm. They they stuck to the facts. Yes, sometimes it got heated um, on both sides, you know, and I think that's okay when you're mm-hmm. trying to like debate against someone else's viewpoint. Yeah. But I feel like at the end of the day, they didn't take like you said earlier, when Joe Biden said his speech, from what it sounds like, mm-hmm. like they didn't need to play in the mud with the pigs in no. order to, yeah. you know, be okay. So you agree. You think Trump is a pig. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do think he's a pig. And that was that's the thing. It's like pigs want you to roll in the mud. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that you get is dirty. Mm-hmm. And like the pig, the only difference is the pig likes to be dirty. So yeah. they win, you know. Yeah. And I'm so glad that both of these candidates to me, represent the kind of person that I would want to be mm-hmm. and the kind of America I would want to be proud to say, yeah, that's that's me, you know? Yeah. Um, there were apparently a bunch of world leaders congratulating America and Biden. Today. Well, yeah, because we look like fucking idiots. Idiots, yeah. But I was just like watching him. He kept talking about the importance of like science. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, uh, like we'll be back in the Paris uh, Climate Agreement. And like there's just so many things to look forward to yeah. again. Like, it sucks because majority of his four years, he's going to be fighting what could be a Republican-led Senate with Mitch McConnell at the mm-hmm. head of it to basically undo what Trump undid over the past four years yeah. that we need to be involved with. But the one thing I remembered like while you had started talking, I don't want this episode to go unleft without thanking Stacey Abrams mm-hmm. for everything she did. In Georgia. Um I mean, single-handedly starting uh, a nonprofit dedicated at getting specifically black voters in in Georgia um, registered and out to actually vote once yeah. they were registered. Yeah. Um, to flip Georgia for the first time in decades yeah. is fucking incredible. When she lost her sen- senate senator governor race we'll just, in the just a bit ago, yeah. yeah, and she lost by fifty-five thousand votes, which isn't a lot as we've learned in this election, but a lot of that vote was lost because of things like voter suppression. And she lost in, in, in this way that was like technically, and I'm putting quotes around this and legally fair, but only because that's how it was orchestrated so that she couldn't win. Right. right? Like the cards were stacked against her and she took that and made something out of it. And throughout this entire week, every news station was saying, the Democratic Party has Stacey Abrams to thank for this win in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, like they would not have had this without her. Mm-hmm. She registered 800,000 people, which is crazy because mm-hmm. Biden didn't win by that many. So having that surplus is like so incredible to have in her hands. Right. You know, and see, this is where I feel inspired because that exact example of someone taking a loss and being like, mm-hmm. this is why it's important for me to keep fighting. Yeah. And then look how it paid off. And now she clearly is becoming a hero mm-hmm. in both of our eyes mm-hmm. it like makes me feel optimistic for the future of america because we felt like we are at such a loss these past few years especially this past year right with like yeah. black lives matter and stuff like that that i feel like people are so emotionally involved to be called to action that i really hope that it doesn't stop mm-hmm. because i think that that's what happens when you get 
what you want, you you think you can just be like, yeah, we're good, right? Yeah. But if you have to keep fighting, that's why you always fight because you don't have it and you mm-hmm. end up going way further. And I'm like, yeah, hopefully the last four years really did cement some sort of feeling that lasts longer yeah. than just this election Yeah, in order to like really get it in, right? But it's funny because Trump... Speaking of voting, didn't get second term, and I don't think this happened for like the past century. This is the only. <laughs> this is only the fourth time in American history, yeah, that a president did not win a second term. And you know that motherfucker because he is so arrogant and big headed that that really pisses him off, which just makes me feel so happy. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like a kids movie when like the bad guy really just gets gets it mm-hmm. in, right? Like um, Parent Trap when the fucking stepmom <laughs> didn't get her way, and then on top of that. A lot of the same Republican people that were working under him are getting reelected, uh-huh. which is kind of surprising. But I know it's ironic because we're like, damn, all your friends get it, <laughs> are getting elected, but bitch, you out of the party. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I feel like um, and now they're all distancing themselves. I was from just him, gonna say that, yeah, which is like even more embarrassing for him to be like. Because not only for him, but the Republican Party, because clearly you were just doing it for your own, Mm -hmm. you know, political game and your own um, self job worth. Right. Mm -hmm. Like trying to keep a job, which I can't blame them for that. Like everyone's out to do the best that they can for themselves. But also like you're in a position where you should be looking out for the greater good. And it's just not a good look for now. For now. (laughs) For now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and Georgia, if anybody is listening to this in Georgia, God, I hope you are. Register because you guys have a another vote, a runoff vote for your Senate representation. And we can flip the Senate if you are a Democrat. Yeah. So register. Make sure you're registered. Everybody, if you know anybody in Georgia, get them fucking registered because we need this if, vote. January 5th. Now the president's Democratic. The Senate could be Democratic. And, and the, the House. House. Girl, shit going to be passing like... <laughs> nobody's business russell during the biden speech was like after he talked about the covid stuff he Uh was like okay now tell us how much money we're about to get tell us this new (laughs) relief film girl anything we ask you know we're gonna get it that's so funny (laughs) yeah i will say though that optimism is the key here because i don't know if i just said this actually earlier in this episode but did i talk about voter and like the way it broke down no okay So you know how you can look at the map of America Mm -hmm. and they'll tell you how each state voted based off of certain demographics. Like they'll split it into Mm -hmm. age or race or gender, like how white women voted versus black women Mm -hmm. or Hispanics or Asians or, um, you know, Native Americans and break it up like that. So I looked at millennial and Gen Z demographic Mm -hmm. and almost the entire United States voted Democratic. Like, Mm. almost every single state was blue. Okay. Like, a ton. Yeah. And then on top of that, we're becoming the biggest voting block, our generation and Gen Z, over baby boomers. Okay. And by 2024, we're going to be the biggest voting block for America. So, if this trend continues where we think more democratically, more progressively, clearly the future is kind of, I guess in my eyes, bright because I have a similar viewpoint from that. But that's just exciting. Mm. Um, There were two things that you prompted me to talk about. There was a map that somebody posted throughout the week. I don't know if it was a news source. I don't know if it was just somebody who created this to create optimism. Yeah. But for people like me who were super defeated by looking at the map of the U.S. and seeing all of the states coded in red versus all the states coded in blue. And you're like, how are that many red? Somebody created a map and it said, people vote, land doesn't. 
And at first I'm like, wait, what? And then you see this map that they created and they took out the boundaries of states. They took out the the maps of, of individual states and they only put in markers of where people live and voted from. And almost all of it is blue, Yeah. right? There's just enough red in certain spots to get those electoral college votes. And so when you look at the map of people voting versus land voting, you're like, wait, it's almost like all blue. It's just when you see it in like a state form, you're like, fuck, well, there weren't enough blue there to outbeat the red for that state. So the whole state just appears. Red. And that's why it's like important to have the popular vote, which I really hope we get do away with electoral college. It seems like we bring it up every some sort of like mm-hmm. political Democrats have time. won the past seven presidential races right. in popular vote. Right. And have lot, and that's why we have the electoral college. And the elect, I mean, we've spoke about this on the podcast before, but the electoral college is just outdated and racist. <laughs> no, it is. No, I know. I laugh because yeah. it's true. Yeah. But are you surprised? Like America's systems are working right. because they're working. Like mm-hmm. America's not. People say, "Oh my God, it's, there's a problem," but I'm like, "No, the system that we support is working. Right. So there's not a problem. Right. The system's just fucked up, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I think it is a problem that the system's fucked up. But like, do something about it. Yeah, it's so silly. And I, like, I, I, I feel like people. I hope that people really get inspired growing up and voting. I feel like mm-hmm. we do because I really think social media has completely changed the game for the younger generation. Mm-hmm. We are coming out in droves when it comes to like getting our voice heard because I think since we're so interconnected, yeah. I remember living in Germany in high school and we didn't really have cell phones. We didn't really have internet. Mm-hmm. We had AFN, which is Armed Forces Network. It was seven <laughs> fucking channels and it was literal military propaganda. Oh like gosh. all the commercials were not commercials from like America, which I actually preferred because we weren't being sold anything yeah. and it was a simple time. <laughs> but the the TV shows were like what you would get like to represent America, like American mm. Idol or you know what I mean? Like yeah. all that shit. But I'm saying that because when I was in high school, like we only really learned what was in our textbook and around our media mm-hmm. community. And luckily we were in Germany. So like we had a different idea of how life can be lived. And yeah. when I lived in Korea or when I lived in England, but when you're living somewhere like Redding, California, where it's like super small and like not many people are there and you didn't have a cell phone or internet when it wasn't that big of a, big of a mm-hmm. thing when we were growing up, you would, you would assume that everyone around you is what everyone else thought, yeah, right? Yeah. But then now that these kids have Instagram and can see around the world or TikTok mm-hmm. and see around the world and like these views and these new ideas get shared so quickly and so rapidly. And if you're a gay kid or a black kid in a community that like you don't see anyone else like you, but then you go on the internet and you see a whole community just like mm-hmm. you, you feel so much more aware that there's other people out there. And to me, I'm like, yeah, that's what affects this election and how we view things and stuff like that. Cause I think the older generation supports Trump or Republican things because realistically, and I don't blame them for this. They just vote off of what they see. Right. So like trans mm-hmm. people probably don't exist that much in an outwardly way in somewhere mm-hmm. like writing California, right. Or some little Hoboken town because yeah. most people are probably white and most people are probably straight mm-hmm. and religious. And so when they vote that way, it makes sense because their reality reflects that and they're like none of that exists why would i want trans people that's disgusting da, 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 da. whatever the case is again not my words yeah. i don't think any of that but that's what they're saying so i can't fault them for that but because the kids that are in these communities whose parents might be saying this stuff can see that oh wait there are trans people out in the world you know da da da, da, da this mm-hmm. and that it's like goes to say why representation matter matters one but then also too like good good like mm-hmm. people should be woke yeah you know 
Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was um, shifting the narrative in a way that like I hadn't considered. People started pointing out online that in this vote, we saw, you know, say 25 or 30 percent of Latino or black or women voters voting for Trump. And people say, how could you possibly vote for Trump as a minority? And taking that narrative and shifting it to but how come we're not talking about how 70% of white people voted for Trump? Uh-huh. Right? Like, why are we not putting the blame on their shoulders? They're the ones that outnumbered every one of those minorities to almost reelect him back into office for another four years. And I think we're so quick to judge the people that right now we're working on not judging the way that we have for all of history. Mm-hmm. And even something like that, where I think that I'm being progressive and being like, no like i'm on your side vote like me Mm -hmm. like i want to vote for you and for us and like Mm -hmm, for this mm -hmm. better tomorrow but that's just putting the blame back on their shoulders in an unfair way and in a way that i personally as a white person did not realize until this narrative was explained and it was like okay but you're a white person so what you have to take accountability for is not these other minorities Uh where a few people voted in that particular community you have to vote for you have to look at your own community and be like how come 70 percent of white people don't see right. the impacts that are keeping me from voting for him right and that's something that as white people i think if you're listening to this we have to do a lot of inner fucking work and conversation and outward conversation with the people around us and not the people that are not a part of our community i'm talking about just white people here uh-huh. i think that that's something we need to focus more on because as much as i hate to say it because we're barely through this election we have another one in four years Mm -hmm. and the stakes are going to be just as high in four years from now and the only reason that we were able to get trump out of office this time is because conversation started back in 2016 the second trump was elected Mm -hmm. into office Mm -hmm. and so this is the kind of stuff that we have to talk about right now to make sure that we're better grounded and more stable in knowing like okay we have the confidence that we're gonna like keep this forward movement Mm -hmm. and this optimism going and that that's kind of what i was saying granted now side note i'm back on social media so Mm. if you guys want to hit me up on instagram (laughs) i'm back on instagram but i wanted to stay off of it until the election was over because there was just a lot of noise like i was mentioning earlier and the first thing i said on election day i was like kind of getting a little bit overwhelmed because i was like damn this is why i got off because (laughs) everyone wants to volatile but i feel like i had a new perspective because i wasn't so infiltrated in all these crazy like opposing views that i didn't feel as volatile or as invested Mm -hmm. in these emotions when people would get upset i'm like why are you upset because i'm thinking like my my immediate community is great like Mm -hmm. my friends are supporting me i support them i walk down the street i don't feel like i'm gonna be attacked by anyone i don't feel like it's all volatile but then you see like these trump rallies or the planned parent hood mm-hmm. like pro-choice pro-life things and stuff like that and you're like oh my god the world like we're, it's gonna end but then i'm like wait i never seen that in my own personal life so let me take myself out of this because mm-hmm. i it's easy to get wrapped up in those emotions yeah and i mentioned on my story i was like you guys everyone's gonna be okay right mm-hmm. like we we see it, it it affects us and then we keep seeing it and then it keeps affecting us and then all of a sudden like that thought doesn't go away and then all of a sudden we're living through that thought mm-hmm that's where I'm like, oh, oh my God, this is so problematic. And I'm like, how do you expect everything outside of your brain to be okay and outside of your heart to be okay when your brain and your heart aren't okay? Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds so silly, but it's so true because if I were upset for something and was not acknowledging that I'm upset for that one thing and I'm just like, I'm pissed. And then I come to the person who didn't do this, mm-hmm. did not create this feeling internally for me, but I'm acting in anger towards them. And then they're snapping back at me. And because they're snapping at me, I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, don't come at me. And then yeah. there's this exchange of anger. 
If it's not right internally for me, it's not going to be right internally when I put it out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening is that people are getting upset because I think internally they're they're not okay. And even if someone who said something to me, because like this past year, I've heard so many things being this super minority, right? Where it's like, Asians are doing this, the Chinese virus, blah, blah, blah. I'm not mm-hmm. Chinese, but I'm from Asia. But that holds a lot of weight just being Korean and American, right. right? And then the Black Lives Matter being like, nigga this, nigga that, da 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 Black lives don't matter. You guys are just lazy, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. That affects me as well because I'm black. And then also the gay rights thing. And it's like, I'm, I said on my thing, like, little chink, um, faggot nigga, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've like all these derogatory things. Yet I still feel okay because them yelling that at me does nothing in my immediate community, right? Mm-hmm. As far as yes, it does. Like in my identity yeah. and like the larger community that I'm a part of, but in my immediate community, they don't pay my bills. These people don't mm-hmm. like. They're not killing me. They're not affecting my family. Yeah. They're not affecting my friends. So I'm like, why am I putting weight on how they're trying to make me feel? Mm-hmm. And if I let them make me feel that way, then they win in that situation because that's yeah. exactly their tactic. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to be okay mentally and uh, emotionally in your heart to be like, yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I challenge people that if you get anger respond in love right and it's the same Mm. thing that joe biden did in the speech where he was getting all this anger but he was like i i understand why you feel so angry i Mm -hmm. understand why you might not like me but let me prove to you that i can show why i love you yeah even if at the end of four years you still hate me at least i tried my damnedest to be there for you Mm -hmm. right and i'm like i think that's what americans need to do is just really take a step back and be like okay what what's going on internally yeah what's going on internally in my heart my head and then put that out rather than being like i don't give a fuck da 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 and it's just i bring that up because exactly what you're saying it's like with the white thing and how 70 percent of voters or whatever stuff mm-hmm. like that it's like exactly we have to go internally like yeah. outside's not going to be good if inside's not going to be good yeah. and you see that with any relationship and this is what this is is the american american society is in a relationship with each other right. whether we choose to or not because we interact with each other our neighbors people we see at the grocery store mm-hmm. you know people we see at work wh- who we are on the plane who we are off the plane yeah. and i'm going to use this as an example for someone who is in a deep relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend how do you expect to be happy in a relationship when you're not happy yourself? Mm-hmm. You can't put that responsibility on someone else to make mm-hmm. you happy. If no matter what they do, they'll never be happy. Yeah. And that's what I challenge for Americans to do. And I'm going through that same journey where I'm like, how do I expect to be happy when I don't know what I want to be happy? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm like, America needs to do that. Yeah. And you have to like let go of this bullshit because it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, like people will run their mouth, but what, how does that affect you? Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, if someone were to host a Trump rally and not a single anti-protester went, there was no point in having their rally, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's no one to listen. And mm-hmm. that's the problem is that they go to these things to incite tension because they want people to listen to them. But if no one, if people just walked by and ignored them and literally didn't have anything to say to them i don't think they would do it still because it's like why they're that's like them going into an open field all together and yelling out into space let's just take a chill pill america we got this mm, little zanny i'm okay in my head i'm okay in my heart i'm gonna be okay in my reality and then say this with us i'm gonna be okay. okay you're okay you're gonna be okay <laughs>
I'll go first with this in season because I kind of, I mean, this was not originally my in season, but I'm going to make it my in season because it kind of goes into what I was saying earlier. Mm. I was watching Netflix, David Letterman's My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, and he interviews different celebrities or influential people. He did Obama. He did Kim Kardashian, Kanye West. But Bill the Gates. Bill Gates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't really gotten into it that much, but you guys were watching Kim Kardashian when Abby was here. And yeah. then I wanted to just kind of zone out. So I put on Lizzo because mm-hmm. I'm like a Lizzo stan. And I got enthralled because at first I was like, oh, it's just background noise. And I was actually listening to it. And you know how like Lizzo always is like a, she became like the positive person mm-hmm. in people's lives. And she she mentioned that she hated that she was that person because she never asked to be that person. Right. And why is it so brave for her just to be herself? Because mm-hmm. that alone is problematic, right? Right. Where it's like, because I'm existing, all of a sudden I'm doing something brave. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm literally just being myself. Why is that brave? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I completely understand that because when people say like, oh my God, you're out or you're, you know, you don't seem black or this or that. Like, wh- I'm just being myself. Why does it matter? You mm-hmm. know? And But it's like so antithesis of what we're told to do right and so it goes into this other thought that i had and she kind of brought it up but it's negative speech as far as positive speech where we love to be negative all Mm -hmm. the time right and this is what i mean internally where if i'm not okay in my head or my heart how do i expect my reality to be okay and as a society we perpetuate this because if we were to say something like Ugh, I'm so stupid or I'm ugly. You'd be like, oh my God, quit being silly. You know, I'm like, no, for real, I'm so dumb. Like if I were to make a mistake, I'd be like, oh, I'm so stupid. They're like, yeah, you are dumb, right? Yeah. But if I were to do something good and I'd be like, I'm so smart. People are like, shut the fuck up, yeah. you know? Or be like, damn, I look good. Because yeah. you like your outfit or like, damn, I, I like the way this looks or that looks. We're like put off by it. Yeah. And I'm like, who gives a shit, right? Like, you know, that the argument of confidence and cockiness where people think it's not confidence when it's cocky because you're boasting about Mm -hmm. something you love and i get that feeling because even me saying that i'm like i don't really like to i wouldn't want to be attributed to cocky yeah but i also think that yeah thinking positively about yourself doesn't happen naturally and it was just an insight to my own self of being like wow that actually is very true Mm -hmm. yet so simple and what she was saying just was really resonating with me and i just loved Positive speech, because I think that's what makes her so great, is that positive speech is infectious, Mm -hmm. just like negativity is infectious, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if you have a friend that's always down, you start feeling down. But then when you have a friend that's always happy and go lucky and not in, like, a fake way, but an authentic way where it's like, yeah, we're going to be okay, Mm -hmm. it is infectious. And I feel like when we start looking for positive things and attributes, and it's pretty much like being grateful and having gratitude and acknowledging things that are good in your life that will naturally bring more good in your life. And mm-hmm. just having this whole epiphany, not epiphany, but a reminder of all that, I was like, wow, that's something that I needed to hear. And it was a gift from the universe, mm. especially during this tumultuous week. Yeah. You know, um, my in season comes from Joe and Kamala's speech uh-huh. and it's just humanity. I feel like for the first time in so long watching Somebody who's about two people who are about to step in the into the two highest offices in the world technically have so much like humanity for everybody else around them. Uh, it was just such a a relief, mm-hmm. and it was it allowed me to feel like we were connected in a way that we haven't been over the past four years, and that felt really good. Yeah. Um. And so I'm just gonna leave it at that. I support it. Yeah. I, I was thinking, too, when I saw that he won, I was wondering what it would feel like to know that you're going to be a president of the United States. I know. Like, that must feel so crazy. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he's been in office for almost 50 years. I know, but like president is like top. No, that's dog. what I mean. Like, I mean, he's tried before Wild. And, and he made it like half a century and he's like in office. If he went a whole eight years, my cousin texted me tonight, he'd be 86 by the time he's out of mm. office. That's I personally think that's like a little too out of out of touch to be president for someone yeah. who needs to be so in touch with people. Um, but he is so compat. Like that's the thing about him. I'm like, even if he's just the face of America right. for four years, and everybody else behind him is like pulling the strings, sort of like Wizard of Oz right. style. I'm here for it. It's just a corpse, and it's like <laughs> literally, yeah. Like if he dies, don't tell us. Like yeah. just keep him propped yeah. up, because um, it it's just it's nice to feel that compassion and yeah. empathy and humanity. Yeah, it's inspiring for sure. Mm-hmm. You guys, as always. Thank you so much for listening to us this week. And thank you for voting. And yes, thank you for voting. Hopefully you're celebrating with us. And if you're not, that is okay because I understand why you'd be upset. Shane might not so much. Mm -mm. (laughs) But I do. I get it. You might have had different hopes and dreams and ambitions than we did. But we're going to say we're happy that it turned out the way we wanted it to. So hopefully you have some luck like that in the future. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But as always, if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode previously, the best gift you can do for us is share, rate, subscribe, review, listen, all of the above. If you're interested in seeing what we're up to throughout the week, you can follow us on Instagram at Fruit Snacks Pod. And if you want to just reach out to us to talk about anything we've talked about throughout this episode, we do respond to every email we get and pretty much every personal message we get on Instagram. You can email us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. And on that note, was there anything else to add for the week? Mm-mm. Biden 2021. Biden Harris 2021. It should be Harris Biden. <laughs> I agree. I ordered a Biden Harris t-shirt and it hasn't come in yet. Mm. Didn't you order it so long ago? Yep. But I'm okay. I'll still wear it. Yeah. Now that I know that I can because they're presidents. <laughs> but anyways. All right. Bye, you guys. they're presidents. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> She's my president. True. <laughs> all right, guys. This is Fruit Facts where we go through and fact check the episode. We have one fruit fact for you this week. It's about Stacey Abrams. Back in 2018, Stacey Abrams was the Democratic Party's nominee for the Georgia's governor election to vote for the next governor of Georgia, becoming the first African-American female major party governor nominee in the United States. She lost to Brian Kemp in an election marked by accusation, accusation excuse me, that Kemp engaged in voter suppression, which then later, like we mentioned, put her forward to what was it called, Shane? <laughs> the the nonprofit thing. Fair fight. I'm not editing this because I don't really give a shit about editing, but I think this is important. She started the Fair Fight nonprofit to help voters get out and vote because of voter suppression. And she felt because her case, there was so much voter suppression, she felt inspired to do something and make a change, which I think is super inspiring. And that is pretty much it. Sorry that that was so sloppy, but we'll catch you guys next week and take care for now. Bye.